Welcome to Discovering the Jewish Jesus with Rabbi Schneider. I'm your host, Dustin Roberts, and today we're going to take a deep dive into a very complex chapter from the Book of Romans. In today's message, Rabbi Schneider is going to be talking about the Apostle Paul and one of his favorite expressions, in Christ. And we're going to be learning all about this interesting phrase, and we're going to discover how we can apply God's solution for salvation to our lives right now. So if you're ready to walk in newfound purpose this year, then turn with me in your Bible to the book of Romans chapter 8 for Rabbi's message titled, Christ in You, recorded from the forest of Colorado. Hear the word of God, the grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of the Lord abides forever. Paul says, therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Now you should be aware of the context in which Paul says this. Paul just got done talking about the tremendous battle that he was in with sin. And he said sometimes he found himself doing the things that he didn't want to do because he found that in his flesh, the principle of evil was dwelling. And he was in this great warfare, this great fight to overcome the inclination of his flesh, which had evil tendencies. And so Paul was saying that we're overcoming through the spirit. And in the midst of this battle that we're in against sin, Paul reminds us that there is no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. It's important for us to consider this because he's not simply saying that God doesn't have condemnation on anybody. He says there's no condemnation for those that are battling against sin if you're in Christ Jesus. And so the difference is those of us that are in Messiah Yeshua, we are battling against sin because the Bible says without holiness, no man shall see God. And Yeshua's first words to us were, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. So those of us that are born of the spirit do not willfully practice sin. And yet because there is a sinful inclination in the flesh, we're in this battle and sometimes we fall, but not because we're yielding, not because we're giving in, not because we're choosing to habitually sin as a lifestyle, but simply because at times we're weak. Jesus said the spirit's willing, but the flesh is weak. So if you're truly engaging in the warfare, if you're born again, if you're overcoming, God wants you to know that when you fall, if you fail, there's no condemnation because we're in Christ Jesus and Jesus died on the cross for our sin. So let's continue on. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, weak as it was through the flesh, God did, sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh as an offering for sin. He condemned sin in the flesh. And so what he's doing is just recounting some of the subjects that he's already spoken of in this letter. And he's talking about the fact that the flesh could never live up to the righteous standard of God, which was given to humanity in the law. 
nor could the flesh even live up to the witness of the Holy Spirit in our conscience. The power of the flesh is not spiritual. So the flesh could never earn salvation. But what God did in providing a solution is two things. Number one, beloved child of his, Jesus died for your sins. He sent his son to become a propitiation for your sin. Yeshua died on the cross and he took your sin and my sin in his own body on the tree, then shed his innocent, pure blood so that he removed the sin factor, so that there's no condemnation because Jesus atoned for our sin. And then the second thing the Lord did is he gave us his spirit. So we could never live up to his righteous requirement in the flesh because God's righteous requirement is spiritual. But what God did in Yeshua is he gave us his spirit so that when we received Yeshua, we received the gift of the Holy Spirit. And now that the very Zoe life of God resides and lives in you and I, we have the power to live spiritual lives that please God. We have the power to love God. We have the power to obey his requirements from a pure heart. So this is what Paul is referring to here. That the requirement in verse number four of the law might be fulfilled in us to not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. God has given us the power. We have the son of God living within us to truly live righteous lives by the power of the Ruach HaKodesh. I don't know about you, but I know in my life, I've seen a lot of miracles. I mean, I've literally seen people that were legally blind healed in an instant of blindness. But I think the miracle that touches me more than all the others is to see the change in my own heart, to see how God has supernaturally changed my heart. He's given you and I, beloved, his own spirit that lives within us and has made us new creations so that we walk in newness of life. Continuing on, Paul says in verse number five, for those who are according to the flesh set their mind on the things of the flesh, but those who are according to the spirit, the things of the spirit. For the mindset on the flesh is death, but the mindset on the spirit is life and peace because the mindset on the flesh is hostile toward God, for it does not subject itself to the law of God, for it is not even able to do so. I want you to get the scientific reality. There's spirit and there's flesh. There are two different entities. We are truly given God's spirit and his spirit has nothing in common with the flesh. They're two different life sources. God's spirit is eternal life, and the flesh has a life of its own, which is not spiritual life. And the life of the flesh, the scripture says, is not even able to subject itself to the law of God because there's a different chemistry to it. It's not able to subject itself to the spirit of God. It's like here I am in the woods, okay? I'm looking at the ground right now. I see a spider on the ground. That spider has really nothing in common with humanity. I mean, it's a creation, but I mean, the spider can't think like we think. And God is saying to you and I, in the flesh, we cannot relate to him. 
We cannot subject ourselves to him. In fact, the nature of the flesh is going in a different direction than the spirit of life. So what God did is he gave us his own nature. And as we live out of God's nature in us, we're able to please him and walk in newness of life. But listen, beloved one, we have to feed his nature within us. We have to feed on his nature. That's why Jesus said, he that eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. And Jesus said, my flesh is true food. My blood is true drink. And then he said, the words that I speak to you are spirit and life. And so if we're gonna walk in this newness of life, if we're gonna overcome the tendency and the power of the flesh by spirit life, by God's life, we have to be taking in God's life. And his word is life. Jesus said, the words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. He said, the mindset on the flesh cannot please God. Indeed, it's hostile to God. But the mindset on the spirit is life and peace. If you live according to the flesh, you're gonna die. But if you live according to the spirit, you're gonna reap from the spirit love and joy and eternal life. I'm wanting to zero in and hone in on the fact, beloved, that God's spirit and our flesh are two different sources. They're two different scientific, if you will, entities. God's spirit is living Zoe life. The flesh has a totally different nature. If we're going to ascend out of the flesh and live in newness of life, live in the spirit, we have to consciously choose to do that. And we have to consciously make decisions to eat of his spirit by taking his word into our life. And one of the ways that we take God's word into our life is by reading his written word and reading spiritual literature devotionals that are inspired by the Spirit. Because from the very beginning, God has ordained that man is able to ingest his spirit by taking in his written word. That's why when the Lord first revealed himself to mankind at Mount Sinai, Moses, listen, wrote God's word on the tablets of stone. And that's why God said to John on the island of Patmos, write as John recorded for us the book of Revelation. And that's why the scriptures are recorded for us to read. Paul said, these things are written for our instruction. We should feed off this word like newborn babes need to feed off milk. So God has called us to overcome. He's called us to newness of life. He's called us to ascend. He's called us to transcend the spirit part of our nature by newness of life. But you and I have to make a conscious decision to do that like soldiers. We have to wake up in the morning and as we are getting out of bed, we have to dedicate our lives to God, dedicate the members of our bodies to God, give our God focus in our thoughts, take his word into our life as we start the day. And as we do that, we're gonna make great progress and find success in the spirit. Paul goes on to say in verse number nine, we're still in chapter eight. You are not in the flesh, but in the spirit if indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. But if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he does not belong to him. I want you to think about this because I'm really 
wanting to drill in you the fact that God's spirit is real and he resides in you. So Paul is saying, hey, listen, there are two classes of people here. There's people that do not have God's spirit living in them. And there's people that do have God's spirit living in them. Now, when Paul says this, he's not talking about just a philosophy or agreeing with a doctrinal statement. He's talking about the fact that there is a literal life force whom God's people have received when they were born again. This is why Jesus said to Nicodemus, that which is born of flesh is flesh, that which is born of spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I say to you, you must be born again. He was speaking about being born of the spirit of God. It's a literal life force. It's uncreated supernatural life. Think about when the disciples, the apostles, literally saw Yeshua in the book of Acts raised off of the earth higher and higher and higher and higher up into the sky until they were looking up into the sky and Yeshua was so high in the sky they couldn't see him anymore. Now, what lifted Jesus up into the sky, up into the clouds until he disappeared? It was God's very spirit of life and strength. It was real. And think about the disciples in Acts chapter two, when they first received the spirit that Paul is talking about here in Romans 8. Remember, Paul said, you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if indeed the spirit of God dwells in you. And I'm trying to help us really zero in on the fact this is real, it's literal, it's scientific. You have a life force that you received when you received Jesus. Now think about this. In the book of Acts, when the spirit was first poured forth on the church, what happened? Those that had received the Spirit began to speak in unknown languages, languages that they had never learned in their mind, and yet they began to prophesy in languages they had never learned. How? Because a life force had come in them and given them a supernatural ability. And it's important for us to grasp this. In fact, part of growing in Messiah Jesus is getting centered in the truth that he lives in you. Paul calls it a great mystery. He said, the mystery is Christ in you, the hope of glory. It's about studying, but it's also about just sitting before God and asking him to give us revelation that the same spirit that raised Yeshua from the dead literally is living in you and me. We have to stop just looking on the outside for life and recognize that life is in us. This is why Jesus said, he that believes in me, rivers of living water will flow from where? From his innermost, where? His innermost being. I want to encourage you. We are connected to so many things outside ourselves in the material world that we live in. But I want you to know the mystery is that God's spirit is inside you. Paul said, if the spirit that raised you from the dead is in you, 
He will give life to your mortal body. Look at the next verse. Verse 10, if Christ is in you, though the body is dead because of sin, yet the spirit is alive because of righteousness, but if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Paul said the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is in you and he'll give life to this mortal body of ours if we're depending on him. So God is ministering his life to us through his grace and imparting his life to us by his grace. But we'll receive even more of that when we open up our heart and create a channel for him to flow into our lives, into our bodies, into our minds, into our hearts, into an even greater way. When his life flows into us, it strengthens us. It strengthens our body. It strengthens our mind. It gives us revelation to be able to perceive his ways. But we have to be looking for him within. Jesus said, the kingdom of God is within you. And Jesus said it's an adulterous and wicked generation that's always looking for a sign on the outside. We shouldn't have to always look for a sign on the outside. We should simply come to grips that God is real. He's inside us. We're in relationship with him. We're united to him. We don't need to see something outside ourselves anymore because we've got him on the inside and we're anchored in that truth and that reality. And beloved, that will bring you strength and peace. So Paul concludes by saying, listen, God has delivered us from the bondage of sin. He's delivered us from being in bondage to the sinful passions of the body. And he's done it through the atoning work of Messiah Jesus and through giving us the gift of his spirit by his grace. But you and I have to engage with him by putting him first, putting our feet in the soil of his spirit, taking his word into our life, praying from the spirit within us, talking to God, making him our best friend, drawing from the spirit by talking to God, depending on God, honoring God, and confessing his word over our lives. So beloved, I hope that you're getting the depth of this message that I'm bringing. And I pray that it continues to transform your life and my life so that we're truly living as those that are alive from the dead and alive to him for the glory of God in Yeshua HaMashiach's name. You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus. And if you'd like to know more about this ministry, then please visit us online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. We're celebrating Partner Month right now, and we have a special treat just for you, an audio interview with some of our partners that we know you're going to love. I've been partnering with Discovering the Jewish Jesus for about eight years. Rabbi Schneider's ministry has impacted my life because his teaching before it, I was just reading it, but now I apply it and I make the word personal. He's a prophetic voice in this time that is speaking what God has for us to hear. And I just heard him saying things about Jesus, about Yeshua, that I hadn't heard anyone else talk about before. He's genuine. He's authentic. 
He hears God. The teachings of discovering the Jewish Jesus are so unique and so special for this day and time. I'm not going to Africa and traveling all over the world. The rabbi is going. And I see all those thousands of people. It's just amazing to me. And it just brings tears to my eyes that, you know, I'm a part of that. I want to support the things that God is doing in the earth now. My giving to DJJ ministry keeps giving. I truly know that I'm part of building up God's kingdom around the world. Wow, that's so encouraging. It just goes to show how your monthly gifts are changing the lives of our fellow listeners. And now to share a little more about how important your gifts are, here is Rabbi Schneider. Beloved one, one month out of the year, we take a special opportunity to look to you that are being blessed with the program, engaged with the ministry here at Discovering the Jewish Jesus, to take a step of faith and sacrifice by becoming a monthly partner with the Lord to support this ministry. I know that many of you that are listening right now, you're being blessed by the ministry, you have a witness from the Holy Spirit that's authentic, but for some reason, I don't know why you've never taken the step to become a monthly partner. I'm asking you now, if you have a witness on your heart from the Holy Spirit that this ministry is an end times ministry of the Lord to preach the gospel to the ends of the earth, to prepare the world for Yeshua's second coming, and you personally are being blessed by this ministry, I'm asking you now, this month, to become a monthly partner. It's only with your help that we can reach the world with the gospel of King Jesus. Thank you very much. If you would like to become a monthly partner today, then please sign up online right now when you go to discoveringthejewishjesus.com. You can also sign up by calling 800-777-7835 or through the Rabbi Schneider mobile app. As our way of saying thank you for your monthly partnership, we'll send you a select audio CD of Rabbi Schneider's message of the month, and it's also available as a digital download. And for our new monthly partners, we have an additional token of appreciation, an authentic, beautifully handcrafted shofar that's been custom made in Israel. This elegant horn was first mentioned in Exodus 19, where the blast of the shofar emanated from the thick cloud on Mount Sinai and made the people tremble in awe. Most people today call it a trumpet, but it's so much more. And when you read receive this token of our appreciation, it'll help you remember God still loves His chosen people, and He's using people like you and me to share the good news. So please sign up online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. Now let's close today's program with a special blessing from Rabbi. In the book of Numbers chapter 6, the Lord gave instructions to Moses and Aaron to speak this blessing over His people. And the Lord said, When you speak these words over my people, I will place my name on them and bless them. Receive the impartations of the Lord's blessings. Yavah Yahweh Yahweh Vihune 
The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift you up with his countenance and the Lord give you, beloved one, his peace. God bless you and shalom. I'm Dustin Roberts, and Discovering the Jewish Jesus is a production of Shalom Ministries. Join us tomorrow when Rabbi Schneider explains how to live a life led, guided, and directed by the Lord. That's Thursday on Discovering the Jewish Jesus.